up on tonight's episode. We are back talking about the NBA, this time on the East Coast. We're going to go through half the league, and we're going to end up picking Matt, a new NBA team. Stick around. It starts right now. This is Up for Debate, episode number 194, recorded December 23rd, 2020. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the podcast where the two hosts agree on everything. I am Sean Jennings, joined as always by our uh, by our resident all-star, three-point shooting contest champion, Matt Mariani. How's it going there, Sean? Great. Never better. The, the NBA season has kicked off. Basketball is being played. Never a better time to be a fan of the National Basketball Association. Sean, I discovered something today about the NBA. Do you know? Oh. Now, disclosure for all of our listeners. I've never actually watched a full NBA game in my life. I know next to nothing about basketball. That's why we're picking my favorite team today on the show. Um, Sean, did you know that there is something in the NBA called the sixth man, uh, award? That's right, Matt. That's right. An award for the most valuable. I I have, I haven't spent any time looking it up. Uh, I just heard it on a podcast. Is it the most valuable bench player? Is that what it is? Essentially. Essentially. Let's look it up right now. Sixth man. It's it's a. Yeah, and it's an exciting award because you're right. It essentially is the 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 best non-starting player, uh, and they pick one in the league. Uh, but usually, historically, whoever the sixth man of the year is, um, it's a big boost for their career because they had been a bench player. They get recognized. It's usually a good opportunity to highlight somebody who may go to another team and start or something like that. So, yeah, that's, that's wild. I, as far as I know, there's nothing like this in any other sport. Um. Um. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, it's true that basketball has the smallest starting lineup, if you will. I mean, in and like football, it'd be like the fifty-sixth man, or okay. you know, in in baseball, it would be the the thirteenth man, or whatever. Is it always a player that wins this award, or sometimes do they decide to like go for the like? What just like give it to a fan? Yeah, exactly. Like they go for like the oh today this year's sixth man is. <laughs> This kid who's got cancer, like some kind of like really inspirational story. No, this firefighter saved 13 kids. Like this is why this is why, Matt, you need to be in charge of the Super or in charge of sports, because I can absolutely imagine you being like, and this year's Super Bowl MVP is this dog. (laughs) What the fuck? But he's a good boy. And you're like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? This kid who learned all of his math and got a free pizza from Pizza Hut. You ever do that? And when he was on the the promotion, oh, book it. Yeah, love book it. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, but that was back on- for book it. By the way, My, I think I think book it was probably the last time I ate inside of a Pizza Hut. Was when I had a book it certificate as a child. 
Can you even eat inside of Pizza Huts anymore? No, not as I I, I have not encountered one. So I'm going to go ahead and say no. You probably can't. Um, I mean, do they still have like the buff the buffet and the nope. the parlor? Nope. I think they did away with that. I went to one with Phil, like maybe like eight, our our mutual friend Phil, like eight years ago. Um, but I'm pretty sure they've discontinued. You can't eat at any more Pizza Huts. It's all takeout. Was it the one in? Was it the one in Poughkeepsie? Yeah, uh, it was not in Poughkeepsie. It was like close by, though. It was pretty just, close, just north Richfield, in that maybe. plot. I know what one you're talking about. Yeah, I think that's the last restaurant I went into that still was used. You know those like red, those dark red plastic cups. Yeah. with that pebble texture on yep. the outside that a bunch of, of restaurants had like in the '80s, and no one has anymore. But somehow this Pizza Hut still had them. Yeah, where you like can't really see what is in your your drink. It's all completely obscured. And it's an immediate sign that this is a bad restaurant. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, yeah. I ate there once as well. Yeah. To me, that's the that's the classic Pizza Hut experience. The classic Pizza Hut experience is actually, to me, is getting going to the Pizza Hut bar, getting yeah. all the like all the the, the 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 accoutrements that are in the buffet, and then concluding with a dollop of chocolate pudding that always inevitably gets onto your pizza. Did you ever have the chocolate pudding at the pizza buffet? You know, uh, a big controversy, a big embarrassment. I never did the buffet. Wow. I've never in my life done a pizza. I don't think I've ever done a pizza Sean, buffet, period. You missed out. They had a legit, I wish I did. It's a brilliant very idea. Very legit dessert section. Chocolate pudding. They had a cinnamon pie at one point, which was basically like a dessert pizza. Oh, mm. Yeah. It's a, it's a damn shame they discontinued it, but it was probably... Not very profitable would be my guess. They probably wasted a lot of money. Probably got a lot of people sick probably. too. But yeah. Yeah, that's what Pizza Hut's good for. Yeah. Uh this episode, by the way, brought to you by Can Pizza Hut. No one out pizzas the no hut. No one out pizzas the hut. That's right. Uh Matt, we've got half a league, the Eastern Conference, to get through tonight. Uh, let's take a second here and recap what we did last week. If people didn't listen, uh, you narrowed down the Western Conference to three teams do you remember what those teams are um i do i do i remember it was we, of course we had the um new orleans pelicans we had yes. the uh la clippers that's right and we had the uh phoenix sun no not phoenix Suns. no no of course not no it's oh. very it's very uh Musical team. The Utah Jazz, yes. That's right. That's right. Uh, somehow you managed to pick two teams that either are in or have been in the city of New Orleans. So um, congrats. Yep. And one one team with jazz in the name. That's right. Indeed. That's right. Formerly of New Orleans. Uh, but Matt, we're going to narrow the Eastern Conference down to three more teams, and then we're going to jumble the six teams together, and you're going to pick one to become the ultimate fan of. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I, I am. Uh, I've got a lot of questions. I've got a lot of uh, opinions already, so I can't wait. Well, that's great. And we're going to start with what is arguably our hometown division, the Atlantic division, and start with your Boston Celtics. Uh, one of the winningest teams, actually, I think maybe the winningest team, they're tied with the Lakers to be the winningest team in the history of the NBA 17. Believe it or not, Matt, they've won about 25% of all NBA championships since the league's founding. Um, kind of kind of incredible. Um, obviously, based in Boston since 1946, playing at the T 
D garden. Um, Matt, any, any sort of immediate thoughts on the Boston Celtics? I don't like them. I don't like them at all, Sean. Wow. I don't like them wow. At all. Not one bit. Damn. Okay. Tell us how you really feel. They're a Boston team, Sean. I can't root for a Boston team. I just can't. What is, just can't do you it. know, that's a really, can, can we like take a quick timeout, <laughs> like side project and, and rank how un, rank the different Boston teams based on unlikability. Yeah. I, I I've, I've thought about this before. The Patriots are definitely first, no doubt about it. Um, that's fair. Definitely first because at least with the Red Sox, they had the whole like curse and then the curse was lifted. So they're not as in as insufferable. So I, I definitely think the Patriots are most hated of all Boston sports just because of their of their Bill Belichick success. I agree. I mean, I'll back you up like. Um, I don't know, actually, hockey, hockey, I think would be pretty high. So second I might actually put the Bruins second. I don't have anything against them, really, but I know that in within NHL circles, maybe it's just because I know a lot of people from Pittsburgh. They really don't like the Bruins. There's like some kind of rivalry there, which is weird to me because, right, they have the same color scheme and they like yellow and black, and they're also from Pittsburgh and, and Boston. I feel like is not really – like it's not like New York and Boston or like – Pittsburgh and Cleveland, but I don't know. There's apparently some kind of, of animosity there. So I would go my personally, I would say Patriots, Bruins, Red Sox, Celtics. Maybe not. Maybe we would change the position of Celtics to be a little higher. I see. I would put the Bruins pretty low. I don't think the Bruins are that insufferable. I think people hate them because they're good. Like they've never really gone out and done anything like the Patriots where you like have a reason to hate them other than they beat your team. I think with like the Celtics have had some history of just being shitty, like as people. Um, and I think the Red Sox, I think the whole Red Sox Yankees thing is really insufferable. And I think, I think you're right that it was fun when they were an underdog, but it's not fun anymore. Cause they really are like one of a, they've won like a Z and have been to a zillion world series in the last, decade and a half. So I would say it's probably for me, Patriots, Red Sox, Celtics, Bruins would be, would be my opinion. Speaking as a baseball fan, I, I might, I hold a bit of a controversial opinion that the Red Sox Yankees rivalry is more historical and even more manufactured than it is real. I don't really yeah. think it's an, it's like a, like to me, a, an even more like actual rivalry in baseball. I mean, it's not like like I, I would say Dodgers Giants is probably a bigger rivalry. Um, oh, sure. Maybe even one of the biggest rivalries in, in MLB right now that nobody or few people talk about. I think is is uh, Astros Rangers. Those two teams in, in Texas. Oh, sure. I think are 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 a more a more of a brutal because that way you have like a cross town. That's that's I think that's more vicious than two random cities that just happen to be kind of close together. Historically, yes, I think there was a big, when baseball was in its infancy, more significant. But nowadays, I think that, like you said, both teams have had a significant amount of success in recent years. And uh, I, I, would, I would say that's more of like a, we play it up for ESPN, play it up for the cameras kind of rivalry. 
Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not impressed with that. Uh, and I agree with you, Matt. I, I think I, I definitely don't see you as a Boston Celtics fan. I think I would be kind of disappointed if you chose it. I'd also point out that I think Lucky the Leprechaun, who is their mascot, one of the shittier mascots in the NBA. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, why? Do you know the answer to this? Like, why? Why are they called the Boston Celtics and not the Boston Celtics? Um, I'm going to try and, well, no, I'm going to try and read Wikipedia really quickly because I actually don't know the answer. Um, and there's no answer. Hopefully somebody, on the maybe somebody out there. Listener. Yeah. Right into <laughs> tweet at us. The um, I will say there, there is a page on the Celtics website about, um, lucky the leprechaun fun facts. If you're interested, um, his uh, favorite foods are Lucky Charms and pizza with green peppers. What? That? I didn't his, expect that. Uh, okay. His favorite book is Green Eggs and Ham. Okay. Uh, his, uh, fa- his favorite number is 18 for the number of the next world championship the Celtics are going to win. They already have 17. Um, and his favorite basketball players are any that wear green and white. So he sucks. That sucks. They do some kind of like an interview with him. Sit down uh, yeah, a real leprechaun and a, a real intense, uh, a real intense interview. Yeah. Wow. Put him on the spot. Uh, well, Matt, I, I think we've, we've sort of, we don't need to talk yeah. about the city. We talked so much time talking about the well, Red Sox and we did the Celtics, Celtics but that's okay. Out. They're eliminated. Cause we're going to go on to a team. I think is much more in your wheelhouse, your Brooklyn Nets, uh, formerly known as the New Jersey Nets, um, have, uh, Never won an NBA championship, but did uh, go to uh, back-to-back uh, finals in uh, the 0102 season, 0203 season. Both time getting just absolutely demolished uh, in the in the finals um, by a uh, incredible Lakers team. Um, they are now in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center, uh, and it, they just played last night. Had an incredible game now with uh, KD and Kyrie Irving, Coach Steve Nash. Um, a team with an interesting one. The mascot um, of the New Jersey Nets was Sly uh, the Silver Fox. Um, now they have a new superhero mascot called Brook- Brooklyn Knight. Which, if you have not Brooklyn seen it, Knight. it's not... Oh, they retired him. I didn't read that far in the article. They had him for like two years and they shut it down. Okay. Um, I go back not, to not the that Silver Fox. Him. That sounded cool. Yeah, Sly the Silver Fox was yeah. the uh, New Jersey Nets, and, and before that, they had a dragon called Duncan the Dragon. So, Ooh. very badass mascots, I have to say, all around. Yeah, you could do a definitely lot scoring me scoring me some points. Um, an advantage to the Nets, in my mind, I'll just speak on it briefly, is that they used to play in New Jersey. I currently live in New Jersey, and uh, I. I know that that, that's kind of divisive. Like I talked to some people from Jersey and they're like, some like the fact that they used to play in New Jersey. And then others are like, well, I can never root for them because they left New Jersey. So fuck up basically. Mm -hmm. And I just, just root for, uh, they root for the Knicks or somebody else like that. Um, I, I, I like it though. I think it's okay. Like I understand New Jersey is, you know, not the biggest market of teams. Um, of course, I, I support the team, the one team we still do have, the New Jersey Devils. 
And the the team that we technically do have, but does, they don't want to admit it, the New York Giants. Um, and I like the idea that the Nets used to play in uh, in Jersey. Um, I, I didn't really, I, I didn't care for them, obviously, back when they did, because I was a kid and I didn't know much about basketball. I still don't know much about basketball. So the Nets are a very, I'm just saying they're very, very high on my list right now. Yeah, it's interesting because the Nets are, um, should you pick them, a very trendy team right now. Um, a very of the moment, like um, sort of a bandwagon is really not fair because they haven't actually won anything yet. But they are a team that I think people are taking a second look at ha- had sort of long been in the tubes. Um, so you certainly would be in good company, Matt. I'm going to share with you here the um, the logos uh, of the New Jersey Nets, which had some of my favorite, favorite logos. Um, uh, of all time um, that, that I'm a big fan. Some of these seventies, eighties, nineties Nets logos are just awesome. Uh, I've never seen the only, the only one I've, I had uh, ever seen before was the most recent one. The one that was, was the modern one. I love like whatever yeah. this, this font is like, I just think it's so neat. And the one thing I don't like about the current Nets is the sort of black and white aesthetic. I think is kind of, like, is it the team you want to wear the hat of or the shirt of or the jersey of? To me, it's a little. Eh. Kind of fades into the background a little bit. Yeah, it's also very Spurs. Like the Spurs have the exact same color scheme, you know. Mm. Um, But I think I, I think you'd, you'd be in fine company if you were to choose it. And, and like I said, a, a team on the rise. So could be a good choice for you, Matt. Indeed. Um, oh, also what do we talk the, about? The only, yes. um, I was going to say the only basketball team where I have visited, I've been to the venue of, I've been to the Barkley center. So oh. been to the Barkley center, never been to Madison square garden. Well, you know, Matt, speaking of Madison square garden, I've been outside Madison square garden many times, never been in, but yeah. Well, let's talk about the team that resides there. Your New York Knickerbockers, uh, commonly referred to as the Knicks, um, a uh, also located in New York City, as you mentioned, at Madison Square Garden's two NBA championships in the seventies, uh, and not good at all in any way, um, <laughs> ever, ever. No sugar coating. Uh, I'm not even going to play a team that has just been just. Just really disappointing, um, I guess you you could say. But a team with a, certainly a rich history uh, in the NBA. Um, I don't I don't know, Matt. When when you think of the Knicks, what do you think about? Um, I think that they're the football. I mean, they're the ba- they're they've got to be the basketball equivalent equivalent of the Jets. Am I right? Like just an in, not, uh, not only do they lose a lot, but they're also an incredibly in like there's corrupt and and. Uh, a disorderly organization from the inside out. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's a fair comparison. I'd also point them to Daniel Snyder and the Washington Redskins, where it's like a true trash human being of an owner Mm -hmm. who just will not admit they don't know what they're doing and will continually drive the team into the ground. And even when the team is good uh, or show signs of promise, it's an illusion that will immediately shatter upon closer inspection. Yeah, I was going to say I, I lived with that with the with the Mets for about 13 years. And now we finally we finally shed those uh, corrupt and incompetent owners this year with the, the purchase of the team uh, by Steve Cohen. 
So I don't know if I want to get into that again with the Knicks because I don't know if uh, I don't know how long it's going to be before they ever get out, before they ever see the light of day. But until now, it really seems like they are a a bottom tier, like bottom the, the crap that gets stuck to the bottom of the barrel type team, and it's sad. Sad to see that. Yeah, I mean, again, it's one of those things where, you know, just because a team has always been bad doesn't mean they always will be bad. I mean, I think that's one of the fun things about sports. The the Red Sox and the uh, the Cubs eventually won World Series, right? Um, so it, it doesn't mean a team can't get good. Right right now, we're seeing the Bills are very good in the NFL. We're seeing uh, the Browns are suddenly very good in the NFL. Uh, but on the other hand, they play in kind of a crappy stadium. Uh, they have James Dolan is just a, a trash human being. Uh, a, a just insane rotation of coaches and general managers. I just, I, again, if it were me, I would feel ashamed to wear like a Knicks hat. Um, and I would expect people to spit on me and I would rightfully deserve it. Right. Oh yeah. So that's, um, that, and you know what, on top of that, I, even if they were successful and even if they were mildly competent, they still have a weird name. You got to admit like the Knickerbockers, the Knicks, it's a weird name to have in 2020. Like, strange. It's it's not it's unlike anything else, and not in a good way. Like you're named after a fancy type of shoes, or is that what that is? Is that what a knickerbocker is? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, the knickerbocker name comes from the pseudonym used by Washington Irving in his book A History of New York, a name that became applied to the descendants of the original Dutch settlers of what later became New York. What a strange name. Just, just like it, see, it it really reminds me of a name that would have been phased out in the 1920s or like 30s. Like Cleveland, the, before they were the Cleveland Indians, they used to be the Cleveland Naps, which is just a, like a strange, antiquated name that you wouldn't call a, a team the Naps today. It just like is a weird, right. like old oldness. Um, like the the before they became the Giants. New York Giants and then the subsequent San Francisco Giants, they were the New York Gothams, which I think is a really boss name, but it's an old timey name. So it was founded, at, it was right. phased out in the 1910s. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just like that. But, but for some reason, Knickerbocker decided to stick. Odd name. Odd name, odd team, Matt. But, you nah. know, speaking of a, of another team with a historical name, how about we travel on over to your Philadelphia 76ers? Uh, as we mentioned, one of the few teams to be named after a year based in Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo Center, uh, a three-time championship team, um, a prominent history in the league, a number of Hall of Fame players, Will Chamberlain, Julius Irving, Moses Malone, Charles Barkley, Allen Iversons. Um, they've only been to a finals recently in 2001, uh, where they were led by Iverson and lost to the uh, Lakers in five games. Um, and a team that is sort of, uh, we talked about this, the process uh, as it sort of comes to an end and get, they just got a new coach this year, a new president of operations. Um, their mascot is Franklin the dog. <laughs> um, I actually just saw he was waving a big flag. He's uh, he's in the middle of mid court right now. I guess they're they're kind of wiping the court down, waving his big flag. Franklin the dog. Um, yeah, the, uh, I, as I may have mentioned on this show before, 
the Sixers are a team that I'm I'm probably the most high on right now. Like I'm I am most enjoying the Sixers, and if if we weren't doing this pick a mat fandom contest, I might just go ahead and and remain a Sixers fan. I don't know how how right that is. It doesn't doesn't feel unnatural. I mean, I'm not from Philly. I don't really live. I've never lived in Philly. I would say I'm I'm kind of I'm close to Philly. Maybe about an hour and a half, hour and a half and change away in, in Central Jersey. So it's not like a incredible um, affront, I guess, to be a Philadelphia 76ers fan. I already mentioned that I also have a weird kind of interest in the in the Eagles this year. Uh, they've been an exciting team to watch and to follow. I've, I've kind of picked them as almost like a surrogate team, as the while the Giants are are shitting the bed constantly. So yeah, I mean, I, I could totally see myself being a Sixers fan. Um, I do have some questions about the 76ers though. Um, number one, uh, and I, I think we talked about this off camera, but if you want to tell the folks at home, Sean, what's all this business with the process? Ah, the process. I, I see this on t-shirts um, and fan sites. Tell us about the process. So, uh, and I'm certainly not an expert, and we only have so much time to get into kind of the high level of it. Uh, but basically, coming off of, of 2013, um, the team was uh, bad, like really bad. Um, and so uh, they brought on uh, Coach Brett Brown, um, and, you know, uh, we're one of the most public teams, I would argue, ever to say we're rebuilding. And uh, the fans have to accept that. Uh, and they called it the process uh, was sort of a, a nickname that was given to it. And it started by trading away all of their current players, essentially for draft picks um, being absolutely terrible for several years. Um, and over that time, using those draft picks to pick up a bunch of uh, top talent, including several number one picks uh, as well as using those draft picks to then trade for good players from other team. The theory being that at the end of it, they would have uh, an impressive roster put together, um, mainly based around, in this case, uh, Joel Embiid, which was the third overall pick. Uh, he was followed up by um, uh, Ben Simmons uh, as a top pick, as well as then Markel Fultz, who didn't work out, and they traded him away to the Magic. Um, the unfortunate thing, Matt, is it never really worked. They never won anything. Um, and the process, uh, they fired Brett Brown, Joey Col Colangelo, all the people who set up the process are now gone, and they're trying to figure out what to do next. So the process was a failure. It's like a metaphor for um, trying your best and, and planning everything out and then just in the end just coming up short. Uh, you know, I think it just goes to show how difficult it is to GM a basketball team, quite frankly, because it's not just – it's not just about draft picks. It, it, it's it. There's a lot more that it, it's so many pieces that even if you do everything right, it can fail. Um, and sometimes there's luck. Uh, you know, Ben Simmons struggled early. Markel Fultz never worked out. Joel Embiid had some injuries. Uh, it's just one of those things where there's just so much out of your control. You can't have a process in the NBA. Okay. Um, 
but but it sucks extra hard for the Philadelphia fans because they were told for years that, look, our team's going to win 20 games each year for like four years straight, and you have to suck it up and admit it, but then we're going to win a bunch of championships. And they did suck it up, and they were cool with it, and that's why you've processed T-shirts, and then they never won anything. <laughs> so that's that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, and it sounds like everybody that was involved with the process got run out of town on a rail. Is that correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, okay. quite quite honestly. I mean, this this past year in the bubble – um, they were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs in a 4-0 sweep. So, so embarrassing. Wow. Um, that that was basically the end of the process. Okay. Um, you said that the Sixers are a historic franchise team. Um, yes. Talk a little bit about that. When was the last time they won a championship? Uh, Matt, I'm glad you asked. Uh, 1983 was their last one. Um, they had a, a, a fantastic team that Moses Malone, uh, Julius Irving, Mo Cheeks, who we've talked about on the show before, um, who you didn't believe yeah, was a real person, but up. yeah, nope, a real team. Yeah. That was a really, uh, that was a really incredible team right there and several future hall of famers. Um, um, I, I hear a lot of hype that the Sixers and the Nets are both supposed to be very good teams this year. Is that true? The Nets, for sure. I mean, they have Kevin Durant, arguably uh, a top 10 player in the league, one of the best players in the league, as well as Kyrie Irving, who's who's pretty darn good uh, on his own right. Uh, the, the issue with the 76ers is just they, they have talent. I don't think there's any debating that, but it's the same with the Clippers are the same way where they have talent. There's no doubt about it. They just don't play well together and they don't win games. Um, if they can get their shit together, there's no reason why they couldn't. Okay. Um, really quick, I think the last point, and then we can move on to the next team. Last point I wanted to make about the Sixers um, is their song. They have just an awesome. Have you have you ever heard? I don't know their. No, tell me okay, all about this, so man. I don't know anything about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you in the uh, in the chat. But for the folks at home, every time the Sixers win at home, they play this little jingle that I think comes back from the. I think it's from like the 80s or 90s or something. And it goes one, two, three, four, five, sixers. No, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, sixers. Ten, nine, eight, seventy, sixers. And it, ever since I heard it, Sean, it has been stuck in my head. I, I got to send it that's, to you. That's Pretty like strong. that's like strong. Sesame Street level shit. One, that's awful. Two, three, four, five, sixers. I don't really know if there's anything else that happens in the song or any other words, but. Great song. It's there. It's an old school song. Uh, they play it every time they win. The song is called Here Come the Sixers. That's the official title. Holy shit, that's awful. Here Come the Sixers. And I have, I've just had it Mr. stuck Roll. in my head. Um, here, I'm going to pop it into the chat real quick. You can enjoy it on your, on your time. Uh, oh, I will. Very um, good. Matt, one quick thing I'll say before we move on to the next team. I think it's kind of unfair that Boston gets a lot of crap as a sports city, and I think Philadelphia needs to get more crap because the Eagles kind of, like, suck and are, like, an unpleasant team. And I think the 76ers are, like, with the process and all this bullshit, are kind of crappy. And the Phillies are, like, why bother? I, I just I just think Philadelphia is – if we're going to give Boston crap, I'm going to give Philadelphia, Philadelphia crap. Can you hear that? 
Yeah. Skip ahead. Oh, yes, that's right. Everybody, Philadelphia, 76ers. <laughs> when did that song come out? 1976? One, two, that's three, all. Four, five, sixers. 76ers. Team of the year. What year? For five Sixers. Ten, nine, eight, seventy Sixers. One, two, three, four, five, Team of the year. I'm sure that was a big hit in all the discos around <laughs> Philadelphia at the time. Yeah, it's 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 an old one. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's see what's next because I, I think that's I think that really kind of wraps it up. All right, of actually one last thing of all of all the teams that I think deserve to have red, white, and blue as their color scheme, I think the Sixers are are in my like top two. I often get really upset how a lot of sports franchises co opt um, red, white, and blue as their color scheme. I think it's lazy. I think it is hmm. um, really annoying. Like so many so many teams, so many franchises have red, white, and blue as their colors. I think the Sixers. If I had to narrow it down to like two or three teams that re- that get to keep those those uh, colors, I would say the Sixers. I would say the Patriots, and I would say the um, uh, the Montreal Expos. Except they they're not a team anymore. So maybe maybe the Nats, so they kind of have to the keep Nats it. by default. Uh, just because we need a baseball team in there. Yeah, Matt, I don't think you're going to be happy when we talk about the Detroit Pistons and Washington Wizards later, uh, if that's your opinion. But before we get to those, Matt, we need to go north of the border to your Toronto Raptors. Now, I'm interested in the Raptors. Tell me a bit about them. I'd love to tell you, Matt, Toronto Raptors, obviously based in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, since 1995, an expansion team at that point. Uh, they expanded at the same time as the uh, Vancouver Timberwolves, who later became the Memphis or the Grizzlies. Sorry, the Vancouver Grizzlies, who became the Memphis Grizzlies, um, a team that was very bad when they first started, brought on Vince Carter uh, and made the NBA playoffs in three consecutive years. Um but they failed to make progress. They traded him away and they weren't good again until 2019. They brought on Kawhi Leonard um, and uh, a number of other uh, great stars uh, who uh, won him a championship, their first and only championship in 2019. Uh, Kawhi Leonard left for the Clippers, but they continue to be good. Kyle Lowry, um, uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Baines, um, Fred Van Vliet. Pascal Siakam, uh, quite a number of stars there, um, but but a, a relatively um, recent franchise, if you will. Um, their mascot uh, is a Velociraptor, which I don't think is surprising to anyone. Um, and uh, obviously their most famous fan is rapper Drake. I have heard that. Yeah, that it's uh, this is Drake's team. And didn't didn't they consider him like a was he like a bad luck charm or something like when he when they were in the finals? I remember there was a big joke, like every game he showed up to, they lost. So the team like formally asked him to not to stop showing up to games or something. 
Is that something that happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're exactly right. Uh, one other thing I will say uh, is that they have, I think one of one of what I would argue is the most classic late 90s, early 2000s logos with the Raptor who plays basketball, um, which I just absolutely this this on a vintage shirt. Absolutely fantastic. One thing I've noticed about NBA teams is that it's kind of difficult. I, I'm finding it kind of difficult at least to, to choose their primary colors. Like decide, they, they seem very like indecisive as to what the primary colors of their, their team are. So Raptors, it looks like it's purple, red, and blue, but then they also have green jerseys. Uh, and then I also noticed there's like some white in the logo. So it's like, uh, yeah, something I, I've noticed. I, I would, these days you'll notice on the more modern logos, it's very, um, red, red, white, and black. Uh, they've shied away from the purple as of recent, um, that you see in some of the older logos. I will say that I, I, I think the name Raptors is a really badass name for a, uh, a sports team. Really cool. Oh, for sure. Very cool name, the Raptors. Um, and there's really not a lot of badass names in NBA. There's a lot of cool names, but I wouldn't say there's a lot of like intimidating names. Um, and Raptors is definitely a very intimidating name. Uh, is there is there like a mascot? They have a like a mascot Raptor. They do. Uh, they just call him Raptor, uh, but it is a Velociraptor mascot. Matt, I got a quick fun fact for you. Would you like to know the other names considered when the team expanded? Yeah. Uh, the over 2,000 entries were narrowed down to 11 prospects. The Beavers, the Bobcats, of course, went on uh, the Charlotte Bobcats uh, happened later. The Dragons, the Grizzlies, who instead they used in Vancouver. The Hogs, the Raptors, of course. The Scorpions, T-Rex, Tarantulas. Terriers and what became the runner off in a, in a reference I do not understand would have been the Toronto Towers. I don't really get that. Is there are there I don't know, are there large buildings in Toronto? Never been there. I'm sure there are skyscrapers, well, the C, but the CN Tower is sort of their signature icon building. Yeah. Uh, but could you imagine a team after September 11th called the Towers? No, they would like I just feel like changed, I would assume that that was a good idea to not to not do that probably would have changed it uh but i i'm glad they settled on the raptors that's a cool name for a team i'm glad they didn't go with the alliterative toronto terriers that that would have been awful toronto well there was a um, maybe but not terry well there was a a basketball team called the toronto huskies back in the 40s and 50s that folded on there was a consideration to maybe use that name as well yeah uh, I could have seen the Scorpions, Toronto Scorpions. That's kind of a – not for a basketball team. I feel like that would be like an XFL team. Well, I was going to say the Tarantulas also sounds like a fake team. Yeah. Like does. the Toronto Tarantulas. Like what a mouthful. It sounds a lot like a, like a generic – like a team you make on like Madden Team Builder. The Toronto Tarantulas. Yeah. Yep, we're just randomly mixing animals and cities. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad they settled on the Toronto Raptors, and I, I think that's I think they're a cool team. Uh, are they the most northern based team in the league right now? Because like, Seattle doesn't have a team. Uh, if you're going by like an absolute, like I'm looking at a map. If you're going by like a map, um, they're pretty equal with the Timberwolves in Minnesota. 
um, and the Trailblazers in Portland, who are right at the top of Oregon. So it's pretty true. close. They arguably That's are. true. There's also Portland. And even the Celtics are pretty far north, if you look at it, again, because of where Toronto is pretty low in Canada. It is. That's why it always kind of, when I first found out that, um, like, whenever the Mariners and the uh, Blue Jays would, would play each other, I feel like inevitably the announcers would bring up the fact that Seattle is actually more northern than Toronto, and uh, a lot of people yep. don't know that. But it was just kind of absolutely. It's intriguing. Um, so I'm I'm guessing they they might be. Well, there's also you said there's a team in Vancouver, right? The Grizzlies or maybe there there was they moved to Memphis. Oh, they, but they started anymore. in okay, Vancouver. So, they're not. so Toronto is the only Canadian basketball team still in operation. Gotcha. Are the people in Vancouver upset about losing their NBA team? I'm sure they were back when it happened, but that was uh, that was many years ago. Yeah. Usually in sports debates, I'm very much inclined to give Vancouver. Like if anybody asked me the next city I would expand a new baseball team to, usually Vancouver is like top of my list. Uh, if they asked me like what where, where we should put a new um, – they have an NHL team, Vancouver Canucks, right? They do have an NHL team. Yes. So yep. basketball team, I, I could, yeah, I feel for them. I kind of, I kind of have a, uh, have an affinity, I guess, a soft spot for Vancouver. Um, yeah, basketball's tough. Cause they really, they haven't had a lot of teams that have moved. Um, it's not, it's not one of those leagues where teams are constantly jumping cities. I mean, they certainly have had some, um, but certainly not in the last you know, back in the forties and fifties. Sure. But not since then, very few, I would say Vancouver, of course, the Seattle supersonics moving to Oakland was probably um, the biggest, most recent move. Um, And of course the whole Pelicans, Hornets, Bobcats fiasco. Yeah. That's the big one that, uh, I mean, I, I remember when that was going on, it's kind of the big one. I think everybody thinks of in recent memory uh, in terms of movement. Any last thoughts? Well, Matt, what, what's that? No, uh, my only last thought is I think the uh, Raptors could be a great a great option for you, and I was uh, going to pivot on over to another team. Are you yeah, ready? Yeah, no, I'm all set. Raptors now, are Matt, on my I, list for sure. They're on the short list. You asked what was the northernmost NBA team. Uh, what's the southernmost NBA team? Our next stop. Uh, I guess that would be your Miami Heat. Oh, look at this guy. He knows how to Whoa. read a map. You're absolutely right. The Miami Heat based in Miami, Florida uh, since 1988, three-time NBA championship, once in 06, uh, behind uh, NBA uh, MVP Sheck, as well as Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway. And then again, back-to-back in 12 and 13 with the uh, the uh, the big three of Dwayne Wade, um, LeBron James, and Chris Bosh. Um now, uh, return to the NBA Finals this past year, Matt. Uh, very good. An up-and-coming team uh, with uh, Jimmy Butler leading the team, but other great players like um, uh, Bam Adebayo, uh, Avery Bradley, Gorgon Drogic, um, Udonis Haslam, Tyler Hero, rookie, uh, who played very well. Um, yeah, famously coached for a very long time by Pat Riley, um, who, uh, as well as Stan Van Gundy. Um, playing at the Amway Center in Miami. 
Okay, and and this is also the very famous uh, with the decision, right? With uh, um, with That's LeBron James, and and he, he yes, he, he took his talents to South Beach. Take my talents to South Beach. He had that whole special where he just like was interviewed and like talked about himself for ninety minutes, and then uh, revealed at the end that he was going to go to the uh, Miami Heat. That's right. It was a big competition back at that time when he was leaving Cleveland for the first time. I um. I, I like the the his the historiosity of this franchise, Sean. I feel like the Miami Heat are a not like historical historical franchise, not like the Celtics or the Knicks or something like that, but more like they are are like a our, our lifetime historical team. Besides like the Bulls, which I would argue are probably the most historically significant for our lifetimes, and the Lakers, which would probably be a pretty close second. Uh, I, I have a feeling that the Heat probably would rank third on that list of historically significant teams. Maybe the Celtics. I think there's an argument out there for the Boston Celtics, but I, I think I would probably give it to the Heat, just if only just because of this um, mm-hmm. this uh, decision with uh, with with your uh, your LeBron James. So that being said. I, I don't – I like the historiosity of it. I don't have any kind of a connection to the city of Miami. I've never been there. Um, I, I have no really strong desire to visit Miami. Not really big big on Florida as a state. I'm not too keen on it. Never really have been. So I don't know about this. I think this is one that's going to take some convincing, I have to say. Well, I, I think on the plus side for the Heat is, you know, they haven't been around that long, right? Came out, start, founded in 88, uh, and they've had a very um, clear uh, time. Uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? The time segments, the timeouts, eras, eras. Okay. They've had very clear eras um, within that where. Dwayne Wade drafted in 03, led them to their first championship alongside Shaq after leaving the Lakers and a few other great players. Then, okay for a couple years, then the big three. Great, won a couple championships, big three broke up. Mediocre for a couple years, 2020, strong up-and-coming team. Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, all these guys in the finals last year, going to be a strong team this year. Young, fun, exciting team. No big national name brand player. Um, a, a, their coach, Eric Eric uh, Eric Spolstra, uh, is a very cool guy. Uh, he actually started. I love just love his story. If you don't know it, but he as like a as like a high school kid wrote to the Miami Heat like a letter and said, "I love basketball and I'll take any job you will give me at." the Miami heat. Cause I love basketball. And so they put him like in the tape room. as like the lowest paid intern. And he's worked there ever since all the way up from the lowliest guy in the tape room to being the head coach of the team. It's a cool story. You never see that anywhere. That's uh, and so it, it's a team that really hasn't had a ton of controversy, a team that treats his players very well. Um, I would say it's a team you could feel good rooting for. I think on the downside is they don't have a really cool history long-term like some other teams do. Um, you won't find a lot of Miami Heat fans across the country like you will with some teams. 
Um, they're just not a national team in a lot of ways, despite their success. Um, but I, I think it, uh, it's also is a good is a good person. Is Matt Mariani a Miami man? I don't know. That's the thing. Is I, I that's a tough question. Probably not. As of right now, I don't think so. I I really did enjoy though that story about the head coach. I think that's that is really heartwarming. Um, that's really something that you you truly never never see nowadays, and and I think that's really cool. Something that speaks to the organization. Uh, were they yeah, previously, I mean, a- or did they just were they like a franchise team? Do they come from another city, or um, they were an expansion team in '88, okay. so they've only ever been there. Uh, right now, they are owned by Mickey Arison, um, who is the uh, the head of Carnival Cruises. Oh, nice. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think that that, that about who, who are some famous current stars that play for the Heat? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. If you wore a Jimmy yeah. Butler jersey, you're going to be the most popular guy on the street. And like I said, there's really no like big like marquee players on this team. That's kind of what's fun about it is it's Bam Adebayo is a great example, who is a guy who I mean, he was selected 14th overall, so he's not a no name, but basically he was just kind of like fine in the league for his first couple of years. And then last year he had like a really huge breakout uh, playoffs um, and he got a huge contract out of it. So, um, you know, that's that's what's kind of neat about it. It's a team you can grow up with, I guess I would say. OK, uh, what's their standings? What's their uh, how, when's the last time they won a championship and how many championships uh, have they won? Three championships, the one in 06, like I mentioned, with uh, with Shaq and Dwayne Wade, and then um, the 12 and 13 back-to-back uh, with the big three. Okay. So are they... They also have... Let me see if I can find their... Uh, where, where do they rank they in their... terms of their championships? Like fourth or fifth of all organizations in, in terms of... Oh, that's a really good question. Is there a championships? There we go. I can actually see it. In terms of wins, they are uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth. Tied for eighth. Tied for eighth. Okay. Tied for eighth. Uh, let's see. The Lakers and Celtics are tied at 17. The next winningest team is the Warriors with six. Then the Bulls with six, the Spurs with five, the 76ers with three, the Pistons with three, and then the Heat with three. All right. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, but Matt, yeah, we got to keep going. What's next? We're, we're going to, we're going to leave the sunshine state and head over to another place in the sunshine state. Cause we're gonna talk about the Orlando magic. Orlando, Orlando. I love their theme song. Uh, Orlando an expansion team in that same, uh, 88 timeframe that added the heat. Brought on the Orlando Magic. Um, uh, by the way, I misspoke. I should have been better. Uh, the Heat don't play at the Amway Center. They play at American Airlines Arena. The Orlando Magic play at the Amway Center. My apologies. Um, they uh, have never won a championship. Um, they did go to the finals twice. Uh, once in 1995, where they lost to the Houston Rockets in a sweep. And again in 2009, uh, where they got crushed by the Los Angeles, uh, the Kobe Bryant Los Angeles Lakers. Um, 
an interesting team, Matt. Uh, there's a great 30 for 30 doc on the early days of uh, the Orlando Magic I recommend because um, they somehow magically managed to get the first round pick in two back-to-back drafts. Very hard to do. Um, and they used it to take Penny Hardaway and then Shaquille O'Neal, the two of them, uh, leading them to the championship uh, run that they eventually lost. Then Dwight Howard came in in 2004, took them to an NBA Finals where they also lost. And ever since, they've been kind of just pure uncut trash. Yes, yeah, so I uh, see the uh, 30 for 30 from 2016, this magic moment. Yes, great, great documentary. I do recommend it. Yeah, okay. Um. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, first of all, I always loved that their uh, their original arena name was the Orlando Arena, also known as the O Arena, <laughs> uh, which I always thought was very clever. Um, yeah, there you go. Stuff the Magic Dragon is their mascot. That's awesome. A, a an a- unequivocal uh, sort of Astros Philly fanatic knockoff. Uh, if you will, e- even the even the like, um, what do you call the party things you blow into and they unfurl? Uh, oh, the the uh, like the the blower streamer, things. That, yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think is it the the Philly fanatic has one in his nose or something. Yeah. Their mascot does, too. It's a total oh, ripoff. Yeah. Wow. Look at this guy. That's awesome. Yeah. And no, I'm, I'm into this mascot. He reminds me a little bit. It's a little bit like gritty. Um, from the uh, mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers because he's like just looks crazy. He's got the crazy eyes going, and you can't tell like who did they make this mascot for? The kids or the adults? He uh, looks hilarious. Yeah, he does I, I was, like was going to say. Yeah, no, he's looking good. I am definitely pro stuff. stuff yeah, stuff dragon. the magic dragon. Okay. Uh. I'm pro some of the early Orlando Magic uh, logos and word marks with the stars. Um, very, very retros, very 90s. Um, again, with, with this one where it's that like ultra bold font they used it for that period of time um, where everything had to be in your face, um, as well as the old pinstripe jerseys, which they don't do anymore. No. Um, which is kind of a shame. Sean, I think you, you uh, might have me convinced a little bit here. Um I'm kind of getting intro. I'm interested. I'm intrigued by the Orlando Magic a little bit. I am. I mean, it's definitely an underdog team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll certainly give you that. I, I think, again, I, I always ask the question if you walked into a bar and you were wearing an Orlando Magic shirt, what would people think? And they'd be like, confused, I think is what they would kind of, that would be the sentiment. Yeah, definitely. They would probably take a minute and be like, oh. Because it's a team that. Quite honestly, I mean, they were good in the the Penny Hardaway Shaq era, but they never won anything. So it's not this team's never won anything. No championships to their name. No, no. Like I said, they appeared in '95 where they were absolutely thrashed by the the Rockets, uh, and in 2009 where they were beat pretty bad by Kobe Bryant and the uh, the Lakers. Magic. Okay. Uh, I, I like the idea of a of a team um, that plays in Orlando. As far as I know, they don't have any other sports franchises to their name. Um, That's absolutely correct. And I think they 
don't they play like near Disney World or maybe even in Disney? Their facility is pretty close to Disney, right? Well, I mean, it's in the city of Orlando, so yeah. it's all it's all pretty close. I mean, Walt Disney World is a major sponsor of the team. Um, and that's obviously what the team's name sort of references. When they played in the bubble this year, wasn't that like didn't they yeah. use like the did they utilize the Orlando Magic's practice space or something like that? I remember hearing about them in recent. No, so no, so they they played it a hundred percent on the Walt Disney campus. Um, no, no doubt about that. Um, and also the Orlando Magic weren't invited to the bubble because they were. Oh, they had been eliminated bad. by then. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. I mean, maybe maybe my favorite name in the league. Definitely up there. Magic. This is how the magic um, happens. Yeah, you've got me. You've got me very keen on the magic. I can easily see them moving, moving forward significantly. So we shall be a cool choice. See. Uh, but Matt, speaking of magic, why don't we head on north to your Washington Wizards? Um, a team with a huge history uh, dating back to 61 was in Chicago, then Baltimore, finally in Washington, previously known as the Bullets, and were renamed in 1997. Um, they have appeared in four NBA finals, won one in 78, um, but haven't done anything significant since um, the uh, late 70s. Uh, but certainly a team with a rich history that I know almost nothing about. Um going through a, a kind of a rebuild of their own right now, um, trading away John Wall and bringing in Russell Westbrook, um, which was a, a pretty big move for them. Um, and uh, yeah, there you go. Um, their mascot is currently uh, G Wiz, the letter G dash W I Z. Um and I'm trying to see if I can get some data. Gee whiz, the official mascot uh, since 1997. Uh, again, sort of a a gremlin would be maybe how I would describe him. Uh, his favorite movies are The Wizard of Oz and Kazam. Um, and he will come to your birthday party if you write him a check. Looks like Gonzo from The Muppets. With a big yeah, and he wears he he wears this all wizard hat with stars on it. Yeah. Um. So, the wizards, I think, kind of a cool name for a for a sports franchise. Not the worst name I've heard. I know that they they had to change the name because they used to be the Washington Bullets, and um. I think there was there was like a bad connotation because that at that time, Washington led the led the nation in uh, crime, urban urban uh, crime. So of course they did not like the negative connotation, so they changed the name from the Bullets to the Wizards. Uh, which I mean, to their credit, that's uh, I think it's a pretty easy, simple name change, um, and. Uh, I mean, I, I wish that the uh, the crosstown football team took the same cue and just easily changed, like made a transition like that. But now they 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 just made the bizarre choice of calling themselves the football team. So, um, yeah, I, I uh, I've got nothing really against the Washington Wizards. It's just uh, they 
they seem a little generic to me. Maybe it's maybe it's because they play in the same city as the Washington Generals, who are like the team that is always destined to lose to the Harlem Globetrotters, like perpetually, um, like the uh, like what the aliens wanted to do to Michael Jordan in in uh, in Space Jam, where they wanted him to play basketball and always lose. That kind of reminds me mm-hmm. of the Washington Generals slash Washington Wizards. I know that those two teams have no other affiliation other than the fact they both play basketball and are located in the city of Washington, D.C. But it's just the name, I guess. That's an extremely uh, – would that be Art Deco, that logo that you have up there? I, I, it's like a drunken fever dream. I, I don't know. This is the original uh, 97 Wizards logo when they switched over. It is bizarre, and I love it because I think the current logo is like – generic to the max i mean it's whack yeah that's what i mean it's just an extremely uh, generic logo i like it's I like all, the old one better actually the uh that weird although but the throwback. old the, i always i never liked the old um bullets logo as well where it's like just hands reaching up for a basketball um they they've never i don't know i, I just they've never been good as a team um the only thing i ever remember them for is that they were that was where Michael Jordan tried to make his comeback in in 01 after retiring from the Bulls. He played a couple seasons with the um with the Wizards where he was not very good. Um he took I I just I love the story that he became president of basketball operations and a minority owner of the Wizards. And then a year later was like, you know, I don't really like the front office thing. I'm just going to play for the team. And so he just like started playing for the team uh, just because he could. Um and then he didn't really play all that much and wasn't particularly good it's like when you start up the game and also on, the uh, team wasn't good on 2k6 or 2k20 uh, or whatever you've won a video game you play a video game of a sport and you're, you're you start like a franchise mode and then you decide you're going to actually just play all the games instead uh and then to hell with all the managing you know i think playing the game is more fun but yeah i, I actually do i do remember when jordan was a uh a member of the Washington Wizards. And I do remember that he was not very good and the sports channels just uh, kind of ate him up a little bit. Um, yeah, it's my choice is probably not going to be the Wizards, I have to say. Um, I probably will just, I don't know. There's, it, I, for a, when I lived in Northern Virginia, I tried to become a Washington Capitals fan because it was before I really got into hockey fandom that much. And it's just something about the energy of the Washington fans. And I'm going to insult a lot of people, I think. Yeah, we're not out. making any friends. No, but that's okay. I, I just I, – A-Rod said something a long time ago on um, – well, not a long time. It was like a year and a half ago um, on ESPN. And he said, D.C. is just not a sports town. And I, I kind of agree with him. I don't think D.C. is a sports town. Um, I've met some really great people – in the DC area, some of the best friends, best people I've ever made. Um, and I, I can definitely with confidence say they are some of the most knowledgeable fans and maybe even the most passionate, but as a whole, I mean, this is a, this, if you looked at, uh, I'm just going to keep referencing baseball cause that's all I know. But if you look mm-hmm. at the Washington nationals in 2019, when they clinched a, I think they was either game one of a major series. It was a playoff. It was like their first playoff win 
in the city of Washington, I think ever as a as a major franchise, their first win of a series, maybe series win, you would expect that that stadium to be full out. But in in in, in reality, it was like no more. It was it wasn't like it was. It wasn't like a spring training game or like a like empty, but by any means, it was not. It wasn't sold out. Like in a real sports city, that venue is sold out. Oh yeah, it is standing room only, and even the standing room is there's no room to stand. But D, that moment, I think, was when I realized like this is DC is not a sports town. It just isn't. I mean, it's not a good town in general. I mean, either either you're you're wealthy and in politics and you leave on the weekends, or you're poor and live in slums and can't afford to go to sports games. So, kind of a kind of a crappy city, no matter how you slice it, um, including their sports teams. But Matt, uh, how about we move from one team partly owned by Michael Jordan to one team owned entirely by Michael Jordan? Your Charlotte Hornets, uh, a team that uh, can barely stay in their one place. Uh, Another 1988 expansion team um, famously moved to New Orleans for the 01 season, becoming the New Orleans Hornets. In 04, uh, the NBA established the Charlotte's Bobcats as an expansion team. And then 10 years later, New Orleans announced uh, it would become the Pelicans and returns the name back to Charlotte in time for the 14-15 season. Um, Matt, this may be one of the losingest teams probably the losingest team in the league, never won a championship, never won a conference title, never won a division title, uh, which is somehow kind of incredible because there's only four other teams in the divisions um, playing at the Spectrum Center at the moment. Um, They have a couple of young guys at the moment. Um, They just signed Gordon Hayward uh, off the Celtics for a huge contract. LaMelo Ball uh, just came over as well. Um, yeah, they're not, they're not, I, I think calling them a basketball team might be a stretch. Um, I think their mascot is Hugo the Hornet, um, who actually isn't like the worst. Um, so that's good. Not really selling me on the Charlotte Hornets here. I, have to I mean, I really, I really would like, like I said, majority owned by Michael Jordan. Cool. Uh, I, 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 Again, if you want to get in, like, if you were paying, let's say you were paying cash for the rights to support these teams, like, this is a bargain basement deal. Mm. Like, they'll give you this one for free. Um, but if you want to root for a team that will ever be good, I, I, I struggle to recommend you you do that. Yeah, it's I think just for the uh just for the interest of time and the sake of the folks at home, I'm probably <laughs> going to rule out the Charlotte Hornets. I I am not I don't like the whole story of them leaving and then coming back. It's a little weird uh to me like just it uh it's weird. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that they left and then the the the, the team gave the naming rights back to the city and then so, but it's not the real Charlotte Hornets. It's like the new Charlotte Hornets. I don't know. I, I probably, I also, I really have no attachment or affinity to the city of Charlotte at all. Never been there. Been to the airport twice, I think, but still just never got to explore the city around it. Yeah, it's a big hub. It's a great city. I've, I've been there a couple times, actually. It's a very nice city. Uh, you know, I don't have anything against the Hornets. I will say the Bobcats may be the worst name and logoed team in the history of the National Basketball Association because it is 
upsettingly generic. If I took the word Charlotte out of it, you would think it was a fake team. Um, and so, no, everything about it is sad and bad and disappointing. So we're just going to move on to hopefully a team people can get more excited about. Your Atlanta Hawks. Ah! The Atlanta Hawks based in Atlanta, obviously, uh, at State Farm Arena. Uh, a, a very early team started as the Buffalo Bisons in 46 before they moved to Milwaukee, St. Louis, and ultimately Atlanta in 68. Uh, they have currently the second longest drought of not winning an NBA championship at 60 seasons. Um, and the lone NBA championship, as well as all four NBA finals appearances, occurred when the team was in St. Louis. Basically, they haven't done anything since the 50s, um, unfortunately. Uh, in fact, they went 48 years without advancing past the second rounds of the playoffs in any format until 2015. Um and are only one of four NBA teams that have qualified to play in the playoffs in 10 consecutive seasons. Um, uh, they're not good. Um, they haven't been good. They're probably not going to be good. I so can't. I did not know that this team existed. This is this is a brand new team to me. The Atlanta oh. <laughs> definitely brand new team, um, which is cool. I don't really. I don't really get that that much. I don't get surprised that much. I mean, I I assumed Atlanta probably had a team because they're a really big metro area. I assume a lot of people uh, would would watch a basketball team based in Atlanta. I mean, how could they not? I mean, for, for, I mean, even criminy's sake, uh, Portland's got a basketball team, so I don't see how Atlanta would be denied that same luxury. Uh, but this is a bad logo, Sean. I'm looking at this logo. This is not a great logo. Extremely boring. Um, red and white yes, are the most generic colors in all of sports. It's ultra modern. And, and again, they, they, their logo now says Atlanta Hawks Basketball Club. Very soccer of them. Um, which is disappointing because some of their old classic logos, like uh, the one they used through the 90s with the, with the, with the hawk and its talons wrapping the basketball, um, as well as some of the, um, some of the Jersey, I loved some of the, this is their, um, sort of late eighties Jersey that you'll see in, uh, old, old highlights that I'm such a big fan mm -hmm. of. Um, you know, they, they, they have a history and, and I'll give them credit where credits do. Um, as far as I understand it, the people of Atlanta are Hawks fans. I mean, the city does support their team despite the fact that they're trash. Um, and so, you know, more props to them. That's, that's pretty uh, that's pretty good at the same time um they also I, I will let you know Matt they play at the Phillips Arena uh which is probably or no I'm sorry I said State Farm it used to be Phillips Arena I did say that but State Farm Arena is the worst arena in the league mm. um absolute uh crap uh it opened in 1999 um and it was kind of a discount stadium at that point um wow and so is it like, yeah, famous for like your just a strong opinion coming through? No, it's famous for like um, the most recent story was they had the voting uh, at State Farm Arena for the recent election um, and uh, some pipes burst and they had to delay the oh, voting. Was that, was that at State Farm uh, Arena? I, I remember hearing about that was that. at okay. that was at State Farm Arena. Uh, the Atlanta Dream, which is their uh, WNBA team, actually left and is now playing at a uh, different uh, smaller arena elsewhere. Okay. Um, it's due to be 
hopefully replace soon, but it is, it is genuinely a bad stadium. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably not going to be my team. I have to say they, uh, never, but you know, Atlanta, yeah. hmm? Atlanta's a city with a lot of street cred though. I will say a big sports town, very supportive of their teams. They love their Falcons. They love the Braves. All right, yeah. So uh, I, I would say I would say this: if I move to Atlanta or move to the like Atlanta metro area, I would become probably likely to become an Atlanta Hawks fan, certainly faster or more readily than I would become an Atlanta Braves fan or an Atlanta Falcons fan. Um. I would probably just I would probably just call myself a Hawks fan just from living there. I, they, like unlike when I lived in Northern Virginia and really just tried to get on board with the Wizards and just couldn't. I feel like I would have an easier sure. time flowing into Hawks fandom than with Wizards fandom. Um, that being said, though, I don't live in Atlanta or anywhere close to it, so I don't think this is the team for me. Okay, well, let's pick a team that. Uh, let's move to another team that is also nowhere near your Matt, uh, question. Do you fear the deer? Is that a real question? Of course. Deers are, I, I fear deer every time I've, I'm from New Jersey. Every time I go into my car, I fear a deer is going to jump out and I'm going to run into it. Do some real damage. Well, the then, that, then that means you've got some fear for your Milwaukee bucks. That is their sort of actual slogan is fear the deer. Um, go figure. Uh, a team that's been in Milwaukee since its inception in 1968, playing at the Fiserv Forum uh, out there, um, has only won one championship in 71 um, and hasn't really done a lot since, um, but recently has gotten good. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, NBA's most valuable player, um, who uh, has brought the team to the playoffs a number of times. He's a Greek um, freak. And recently, is that what they call him? He mm. is the Greek. That is I've correct. The Greek yes. freak. Um, and they've recently uh, drew, drew holiday, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis. I'm um, trying to build a team around him. Haven't been successful. Like I said, they've been in the playoffs and have lost, lost in the conference finals, conference semifinals. I uh, haven't done particularly well. Uh, Bango is their mascot. Um, it is uh, a deer, a stag, if you will. Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, let's see. They uh, are playing now right famously now against the Celtics, and they are losing by a lot. But that's <laughs> yeah, early. Uh, now I will say um, that famously at the 2009 All Star Weekend in Phoenix, Arizona, Bango the mascot suffered an indis- uh, an injury. Um, while standing on one basket's rim, Bango's right leg slipped through the hoop and he fell on the rim. Then he slipped further and fell through the basket, entirely tearing his ACL. Oh, no. Well, that's something that we have in common. I've torn two ACLs in my lifetime. Uh, also yep. doing stupid stuff, so I can totally relate. You would make a great NBA mascot, Matt. Uh, I'm looking. Uh, something that is interesting is that uh, team colors, good land green, Cream City Cream, Great Lakes Blue, and then Black and White. And then Black and White. <laughs> Those are the official team colors of the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, when you said where they play, I thought you said the Pfizer Arena, like the drug company, but it's the Pfizer <laughs> Forum. That's right. Yes. What is Pfizer? Um, and it's only been the Pfizer 
for him for a little while because it was um what was it i have to look and see what it was previously i serve forum not the pfizer forum uh like the company no. that's coming out with the vaccine it is uh fi serve uh, which by the way is basically a brand new arena it opened in uh 2018 yeah it looks pretty good from the outside uh it, it was, i mean they spent half a million dollars building it it was scheduled sean to host the 2020 democratic national convention until that didn't happen anymore it sure or was happened um uh one other uh famous note about the bucks is they actually um signed kareem abdul jabbar um early in his career had some success um actually helping him lead him to that uh, championship that they did win. Uh, but then they traded him away to the Laker where Lakers, where he had a much larger and more successful career. Fiserv is a financial company. Fiserv Inc. A global provider of financial services technology. Sure. Sounds like yeah. it. And at the something I'm, I'm concerned with, with the bucks, right? Will will yeah. I be called a front runner for rooting for this team? Because they didn't they make it to the finals last year? Uh no, they made it to the conference finals okay. in eight in uh what would have been playoffs twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. So not last um, last year, not not the most recent season. No, I mean they had a 60, 60 win season that year. I mean, look, they're a good team, and people have them as potential favorites. And a Takumpo, people have as a front runner for to, to repeat as MVP. Um, you know, they're they're certainly a good team, but they're a small market team. You know, um, and they they haven't really proven they can they can successfully. It, it is very that sort of seventy sixers problem where they should be good and they should be winning a lot, and they're not. Players um, just don't mesh. They don't mesh well. Or whatever reason. Yeah. Well, yeah, they they just fall short. Um, unfortunately, I think I think their logo is kind of generic. Um, their new one, I think it's kind of flat. Um, but you know, I think you could do worse than the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Uh, I'll keep them in mind. I think they're they're a really intriguing uh, team, especially because I just I've heard a lot about them lately. They're very in right now. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, yeah. Also, I like the, uh, you have the Greek freak on their team. It's a kind of a a cute, endearing nickname. Uh, Yeah. I'll keep them in mind. Well, Matt, if you thought the Milwaukee Bucks were fun, how about we head on over to your Indiana Pacers, based in Indianapolis, um, a longtime member of the league, founded in 67. as part of the ABA and then brought over as part of the merger playing at Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Um, the team is named after the state of Indiana's history with the Indianapolis 500 pace cars and with the harness racing industry, in case you're wondering where that name came from. Um, they have not won any NBA championships, uh, unfortunately, and only appeared in one in 2000, which is kind of a shame because um, a spectacularly good team in the, um, 90s and early 2000s behind Reggie Miller, Isaiah Thomas, um, a bunch of future Hall of Famers there. Uh, and recently, they've kind of been a team trying to figure themselves out. They had some loose success. They're kind of in the playoffs every year, but never really go anywhere. They've traded some folks away, um, sort of led now by Victor Oladipo. Um, 
uh, Miles Turner. Uh, uh, God, they did trade. I'm looking at the TJ McConnell. I'm looking at their roster and I'm like, they traded a lot of good people away. Um, but obviously several hall of famers who played on the team over the years. Um, and, uh, Boomer, which is a, uh, so, so Matt, I don't think you've read this. So let's see if, if you can guess, can you guess what animal the Pacers mascot is? Um, is he a, I'll give, I'll give you, it's an animal. Is it a, my first thought was like a cheetah because they run really fast and they need okay. to keep pace with another animal. Uh, another thought I had was that the Pacers, uh, could be like a, like a Buffalo cause in Indiana is in the middle of nowhere as a state. Mm. I give up. What, what is, what animal is it? Boomer is a Panther. I was close with cheetah. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. far off. Okay. I don't know if they're from there, but, uh, no, they're definitely not native to, uh, I don't think there's any cheetahs in the north in North America, but I I do think it's a fitting name for a a team that is talking about uh, like like keeping pace or pacing other teams. Like a cheetah can outpace most most land mammals, I would think most land animals. So, sure. Um, the only thing I know about the Pacers, Sean, is I saw a replay one time of a. Just an absolute disaster that happened on a court uh, at, at the Pacers' home arena, and it was like a like one of the players, not on the Pacers, but I think it was a player on the opposing team, who I can't remember. Might have been Detroit Pistons. They like jumped up into the stands and started like punching another member of the crowd, like over and over again. And then they started like throwing drinks at him. And like, then they, they had to evacuate both teams from the court. Cause it was becoming like a riot. That's all I know about the Pacers pretty much. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, you're talking about the malice in the palace, which oh, actually was an away game, game for the Pacers. Okay. Oh, it's great. Well, it happened. Uh, it was against the Detroit Pistons happened in Detroit. Oh. They used to play at, uh, the palace used to be their arena in Detroit. That's why it was the malice at the palace. So I have it. I have the roles uh, reversed. So it was a Pacers player that jumped into the crowd. That's right. Ron Artest at the time uh, was the one who famously jumped in. Um, we could, I could talk about that for a long time. A fascinating piece of basketball history. But basically, and on the, those, that's a huge rivalry at the time was the Pacers Pistons. Um, and basically, they started scuffling on the floor, which would have ended there. Certainly was heated until. Uh, idiot fans started throwing things on the court, hit Ron Artest in the face with a cup, and Ron Artest wasn't having that, went up in the stands with a couple other players, um, and hence the malice in the palace. I still think one of the longest, if not the longest, suspension ever handed out it by the league was to was to Ron Artest over. And that. how many how many games? I don't know off the top of my head, but it was it was high double digits. It was like sixty it was almost like a whole season, basically. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. You don't really see some stuff like that happen in other sports. I, I think it's just because of the of the closeness to of, of basketball oh, yeah. fans. They're like they're basically right on the court. I've never it. understood that. So, so I've close. never understood because you you see highlights all the time of players who uh, run into fans or who knock fans drinks over or even crazier the the extremely rare time where a fan just walks onto the court, which has <laughs> happened. Like in the middle of a game, Honestly, I'm there's some great highlights. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. I'm surprised that doesn't happen at like every 
Sixers game, just like a drunk fan just wanders onto the court. I mean, there's literally nothing. No, there was a great clip a few years ago. Uh, I think it was pre, it was pregame, uh, but the guy was sitting there, and I don't. I, I'm sure you can buy them. He bought like the warm up clothes that the teams use, and he just sort of like when no one was paying oh, attention, yeah, he sort of just walked yeah, out. Mm-hmm. During the pregame, and he like shot a couple practice <laughs> shots, and then eventually they're like, "Wait, you're playing for us." Yeah. You have like, to be like really awesome. in shape to do that. You can't just. Be like and a he, was yeah. he was not. He was not like he looked like okay. a schlub, yeah. which was awesome. <laughs> and he took a couple shots, and then I'm sure he was banned from the uh, stadium forever. Yeah. Oh, but he's probably got, got um, some great stories to tell his kids. But you know, Indiana, rich basketball history, of course, and uh, also maybe known Matt. Famously in 1988 with the second overall pick took Marist College alum, the dunking Dutchman himself, Rick Smith. Ooh, yeah. Very popular. A longtime Indiana Pacer. Okay. So we got a, a little bit of a connection then to the Pacers. Yeah, we sure right. do. Um, let's go over their logo. Logo and uniforms. What's their... Uh, yes, obviously yeah. yellow and sort of a navy blue are their primary color. For a long time, it was the P with the basketball in it, uh, which they still use. But again, they've gone to that more sort of uh, circle emblem logo. Um, you know, they had their pinstripe phase for a long time, and now it's pretty It's pretty simple, pretty simple. Um, it is. It's, it's one of the more basic logos in all of basketball, uh, from what I can see. And I, I, I yeah, I, I really, I'm not crazy about it. It's a, has it always looked that way, or has it been like pretty consistent over the years? That like just generic giant letter P. No, it's basically always been that. I mean, okay. you, you, there there has not been a rich history of varied logos or colors, even. Yeah. Um. It, it, it's probably changed the least. It's one of got to be one of the least changed logos uh, that we've seen for a team that's been around for 60 years. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Um, and one other weird thing I do like about them is the fact that they don't play at an arena. They play at a field house and I don't, I don't know what the difference is. It's bankers life field house. I've never heard Um, that. Yeah. It's, it's odd. Uh, Oh, it's the arena was built to invoke an Indiana high school and college field house. What is a college field house? A field house is a common name for an indoor sports arenas and stadiums. It sounds like a Midwest Um, thing. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Very much sounds like a Midwest thing. Um, Uh, Matt, you mentioned the malice in the palace. Uh, Let's go over to their opponent in the malice into the palace. Your Detroit Pistons. Um, yeah, tell me about beginning actually beginning in Fort Wayne in 1941, they moved to Detroit in 1957 where they've been ever since, um, uh, quite an interesting team. Um, the, uh, three NBA championships in 89 and 90 back to back. And again, in 2004, um, anything before 1980 really isn't an interesting conversation, but 1980, us uh, kicked off what's known as the bad boys. Are you familiar with the bad boys, Detroit? Pistons? I am not. I have, it's not a, that is not something I'm familiar with. Uh, well, so, uh, and by the way, another great 30 for 30 documentary. I think it's called Bad Boys about this, about the Detroit Pistons of this era. It's a great documentary. Uh, but basically, um, the Pistons constructed a team mostly around Isaiah Thomas, Bill Lambeer, uh, Chuck Daly as head coach, Rick Mahorn. Um, and basically, they uh, Dennis Rodman played for them before he went to the Bulls. Uh, and basically 
their whole gimmick at the time was we're going to just beat the shit out of it. This was back when the NBA, like players would elbow each other and like were really aggressive and the bad boys were the worst of it. That that was their whole thing um, was that they, they were the toughest team and they were going to beat you around. Um, and that actually led them to a number of uh, NBA championships, led them to two back-to-back NBA championships in, in 89 and 90. Um, it eventually didn't last uh, because the Chicago Bulls sort of come in and took their thunder. Um, but it was pretty exciting uh, for that stretch. And then again, in sort of around 03 to 08, uh, they actually went to six consecutive Eastern Conference Finals uh, behind their sort of blue-collar team that they had constructed uh, with Ben Wall- Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Chauncey Billups. This was the team that was involved in the Malice in the Palace. Um, and they won uh, the 2004 NBA Finals with that team. Uh, ever since, they've been bad trash really gross not good in any way i mean absolute dumpster fire but not even like a fun dumpster fire a mediocre dumpster fire they did get a new uh, arena little caesar's arena in 2018 um and their mascot is named tuber that's that's what i can tell you about this uh they're they're like they're not it's crazy because they're not bad enough to like get a really good draft pick but they're not like good enough to ever win anything. It sounds like so they every just team from Detroit, like in every sport. Yeah, not, I think that's pretty darn fair. To be like the worst, but they're also nowhere near good enough to be relevant or worthy of respect. But <laughs> the only re- the only way I would disagree with you is that the Pistons have a pretty cool history both with the bad boys and their early 2000s success. Like if they were good, I'd be like, Matt, you should probably root for these guys. Like the bad boys are an iconic era of NBA basketball and their O2 champ own four championship yeah, they just, team. Uh, it just had, looks like, like no their team that really players, needs to get their no big contracts. Um, nothing like that. That's how I would, I would kind of think of it at least. Yeah. Just a team that really needs to get their swagger back. It seems like. Yeah, they need some work. I will say, I think the current logo is boring as shit. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, yeah, but, I was just looking at that. God, God, do, again, go back to the early 2000s logos, Matt. Take a, take a look Let's at this look. this thing here, uh, which it's so over the top um, with with the with the horse head, with the flames, That's an and awesome the, logo. the tailpipes. That's the early 2000s That's logo? That's Very cool, yeah. That was uh, 01 to 04, yeah. uh, and they... And they had a green variant going back to 96. That logo screams um, like this with like, gas you know, station the, in the middle of nowhere that you just like stumbled upon. But it's like the, cool, oh, hell yeah. the coolest gas station that you'll ever find. Like the Pistons. No, Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to mess logo. with these players. That is that is definitely for sure. Um, or the, yeah, so definitely, uh, definitely like a, a, an interesting team. I, I will... It's like a third party beer that like from like a brewing company you've never heard like a like a foreign brewing company <laughs> in like Sri Lanka or something. That's what they're that's what the early 2000s Pistons logo uh, strikes to me. The new Pistons logo is like we just made this yes. in five minutes. We took we it was we, we were we took five minutes because well, the boss said we needed a new logo and then we went to lunch. Well, hang on, though. Before you do that, the Pistons get a slight bit of credit from me because actually, if you look at here, and I'm sharing the screen with you, Matt, but their sort of current logo, this is the logo they had back in the 70s and 80s. 
And it's sort of a throwback in a way. Like it wasn't like a brand new logo they've never done before. It's sort of like I, there is history to it. So I'm, I'm going to give them. I that. see that now. Yeah, it's, it looks like it's it's just a throwback. So to me, that's even lazier. It's, they just recycled an old logo <laughs> that they had. That's even worse. That's like, oh, that's let's awesome. go to the set. Were they successful with that logo? Is there some kind of history with that? Was that the the Bad Boys era logo? Uh, I clicked away from the page, but let me see it what It says that uh, the Bad Boys, according was. to Wikipedia, the Bad yeah, Boys era was, it was the 80s bad boys. to 90. Okay, yeah, so that was there. yeah. They basically, the, the Flaming Horse logo, they basically never had success with it, so. Yeah. Uh, probably I don't know. Maybe it's cursed. It seems like NBA, is they're very flexible when it comes to changing their logos and their team designs. And like we mentioned on the West Coast episode, a lot of teams usually air for like a minimalist style these days. This the Minimalism is yep. very in with the style of NBA logos. And that is a very minimalist logo. It is. Even though it was uh, taken from their team from the 80s, it's uh, definitely still like a very basic, very minimalistic logo. Gets the job done, tells you who they are, who the team is. Still doesn't tell me why they're called the Pistons. I'm assuming it's because of the auto, the automotive industry. Yes. Yeah, that's what I would have to Yes, do. exactly. Not, mm-hmm. not, not, not a, a real A to B on yeah, that one. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty standard. You don't have to oh. you don't have to do any research like with the Knickerbockers. Oh, my God, Matt. Would you believe we're wrong? Wait, about the team or the name or that's not why that's not why they're called the piston really yes this is gonna blow i i just i feel like a totally this is absolutely insane because the De- detroit pistons didn't start in detroit oh they were the fort wayne pistons fort wayne indiana the reason they were called that is because the owner fred zolner's zolner corporation was a foundry that manufactured pistons in indiana wow. how wild is that Somehow it fits though. Moving to Detroit. Well, that's what I'm saying. Could you, could you imagine point. if they were like, if they were like the Cincinnati Pistons or something? Yeah. Like it would be bizarre. That would be wacky. The Los Angeles Pistons. No, then they would change them, their names to the Los Angeles Pistols, and then it would. Then oh, it would fit. hey! <laughs> but then they'd be competing with the Bullets, the Washington Bullets, yeah, and that would be bad. Exactly. Uh, Matt, we've got two teams left here. Um, in, a, in our rundown, let's go ahead and move on over to your Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs, as they're often known, uh, been in Cleveland since 1970. Um, they, oh, when did they change their, everyone's changing the arena names because it used to be the Q and now it's the Rocket, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, which is terrible. Um, an expansion team there in 1970 um, were very bad for a long time until they signed a little known player in 2003 known as LeBron James uh, brought them to the finals in 07 where they lost um, and then brought them to four consecutive finals in 15, 16, 17 and 18. They only won one of those in 2016 against the golden state warriors. Uh, but it was Cleveland's first major sports title since 1964. Of course, uh, LeBron would go on to leave the team and they would once again be gross and bad. Um, um, yeah. That's that's what I got for you on the Cleveland yes. Cavaliers. Uh, the they, curr- they currently have two mascots. They have Moondog, um, who uh, 
Oh, wow. This is a bit of a stretch. Uh, Cleveland is known worldwide as the rock and roll city due to Cleveland radio disc jockey Alan Freed, who popularized the phrase rock and roll, breaking new ground and sparking a music explosion. He called himself the Moondog. Uh, and that's where that name came from. Um, okay, nice who is an actual dog. Solid. There's also... S- there's also Sir CC, a swashbuckler character they introduced in 2010. The primary colors are wine and gold. Yeah, not not the worst colors. Oh. Uh, very Washington football team. Yeah. Yeah, Washington, I think, are they more of like a burgundy? I don't even know. I'm sure Similar they have some weird trade. custom name yeah. for it. Uh, I will give them credit. They are one of the few teams, I would argue, still having that over-the-top early 2000s logo design. Mm. Um, even with their most recent update, they still have the C with the uh, the sword through it um, that they use in the logo. Um, I, for one, love the 80s Cavs logo. Uh, the word Cavs, where the V is a basket. Um, but they've certainly uh, had a number of, of design. Any Any thoughts on the Cleveland Cavaliers? Oh, excuse me. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, without it, it, minus LeBron, take LeBron out of the equation and just pretend that he never existed. How relevant to basketball are the Cleveland Cavaliers today, like, or in like general? just in general? Are they an extremely historic franchise, or are they really just famous no. because of because of LeBron? Like they might as well they be were- the Cleveland LeBrons. No, you know, it's funny. They were a team that was was arguably good in like the late 70s, early 80s, but they were never good enough to be like written in the record books. You know what I mean? Always like early playoff losers, but pretty good in the regular seasons type teams. And really before the before LeBron James, I couldn't tell you a notable player they had. I couldn't. They certainly didn't. They never made the the finals, um, so no, they're not really a history rich NBA team by any stretch. They they may have so I've been reading obviously the Wikipedia pages uh, for these teams as we do them. They may have the shortest history section of any team we've talked about, including ones that were founded like teams that were founded recently. Yeah, I kind of see that. Uh, they're they they're a team that looks like they have a lot of window dressing. Like they they really like even if you look at their logo. They try to dress it up with the sword going through the sea and they have a, a, you know, we got LeBron here and he's, he won some championships for us. But at the end of the day, they still play in Cleveland and they still just have a letter C as their logo. So I think that they are a little bit of just kind of pretenders. They also like, you know, Mm. they even dress themselves up with the color wine. It's like, why don't you just call it red? I don't know. But then again, I was just gushing about Cream City White as a, color, a, a a shade for the Milwaukee Bucks. So I don't know. I don't know if the Cleveland Cavaliers are for me. Well, maybe they're not. But I think we got to talk about, do you know what team we haven't done yet, Matt? We've done all except for one. The Chicago Bulls we haven't talked about, right? Oh, your <laughs> Chicago Bulls. That's actually where the the your gimmick I think might originate from. One of the one of the best uh, when they would do um Ellen's Parsons project um as their as their dun, 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 how does it uh how does that the the opening song they would always walk out to. Oh, the uh, the uh, Bulls one? Yeah. Dun 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 
Your hometown Chicago Bulls, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I always, I always, I, I, God, how much fun would that have been to do back in the day? Um, did, I don't even know if they still do that. I don't know. I, so starting off with the Bulls, I will disclose growing up in the 90s, as I did, uh, I think if anybody ever asked me up until like pretty much this point in my life, if anybody ever asked me what my favorite basketball team was or my favorite NBA team, I would probably always tell them the Bulls just because I was a big fan of Michael Jordan. Um, I didn't really watch basketball at all as a kid, but I did play uh, all the basketball video games that would come out on the Super Nintendo. Like, like I, I just remember um, NBA Jam. NBA Live 95, uh, like the ones that EA would put out. And I always remember playing as the Bulls, because partially because of Dennis Rodman, but mostly because of Michael Jordan. Um, I, uh, I, I always have thought really highly of the man as an athlete. I know off the field he's got his issues with like gambling and stuff like that and and other other areas but I always thought he was I thought of him as the best of the best like he was really someone who who had a natural talent that he cultivated into uh legendary status and just basically could master his craft. Um yeah, I so I always was a was very high on the Bulls growing up. Yeah, I mean, it's a team I certainly don't have to give you the history of. Um, it's a it's a team people know well. They've never really changed their logo or colors or mascot um, ever. Um, they, you know, we all know the the six championships, the two three peats. Um, mascot Benny the Bull, um, as well. One, I would argue, maybe one of the more famous NBA mascots um, playing at the United Center uh, in Chicago. So I don't, I don't know what more I could tell you, Matt, about this team that you don't already know. Arguably the most, it, it really, if you think about the 20th century, Lakers, Celtics, Bulls, the big three, um, who won the vast majority of the championships in that century. Um, the real downside to the Bulls is they're bad. They're bad now. They're not good. Um, and unfortunately, they're not good in a bad way meaning that a lot of infighting, a lot of issues with players and coaches, people who don't want to play there, um, kind of just a, just a, just a bad scene over in, uh, over at, over in Chicago. Hey, yeah. Just a, a heads up. I went to go look up the Chicago bulls. And of course the first thing it tells me is their current score and they're losing their opener at home to the Atlanta Hawks, 108 to 70. So they're getting shellacked. In the third quarter of that one, uh, currently not looking great. Not a great way to start off your season, Bulls. Uh, does not bode well, I will have to say, for your for your pick. Um, but that being said, I think there is there is a tiny part. Sean, is there any chance that they could uh, like? Is is there a tiny glimmer of hope that they could fix things and maybe turn things around and and uh, become the Bulls of old once again? Restore the glory You know, uh, again, that's the great thing about sports. The Golden State Warriors were bad for a while until they won three out of four championships in a row. You know, I mean, it, anything can happen. There's no reason to think, um, you know, the, you look at the Lakers who had a huge run 
with uh, Kareem and Magic and then had another massive run with Shaq and Kobe. I mean, there's no reason to think they can't come back. They're in one of the, you know, the fourth largest city in America, Um, certainly a major media market, a lot of attention. It's just uh, a question of when, you know, but it wouldn't surprise me. I saw on here, it says the Bulls are the only NBA franchise to win multiple championships while never losing an NBA final series in their history. I, I mean, you know, and I, I am not the guy to um, to do the like, who's the greatest team of all time BS. But um, it's hard to it's hard to disagree that the Chicago Bulls of the 90s were an, uh, an incredibly dominant team, the likes of which we haven't seen. I guess the Warriors a little bit. Of course, the Warriors famously um, beat the Bulls records, winning 73 games in a season. Um you know, I, I, that may be the closest comparison, but just the outright dominance of, of the Chicago Bulls can't be matched. And, and you know, so many so many great teams of that era are often forgotten. The Pacers, um, the uh, the Rockets, the um, uh, who was I going to say? Uh, who what was he? Who's the other? Uh, the Utah Jazz, all teams who were really incredible at the time, who never won a championship. The Phoenix Suns, who were stuck behind the Bulls. I was trying to look to see if there was any kind of connection between the bulls, like with the stock market, like the bulls. And then you also have the Chicago bears, like bulls and bears. I thought maybe there would be some kind of a connection, but I I guess not. It might just be a coincidence unless um, I could be wrong. Maybe unless the bears came second, but I thought the bears were there first. I don't know. Yeah, the Bears were definitely yeah, there yeah, first. Yeah, definitely. So on the on the Bulls wiki, it doesn't uh, say anything about their connection to the name Chicago Bears. It just says that they, they were granted an NBA franchise to be called the Bulls back in 1966. Yep. Sometimes there just isn't an interesting story. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, Matt. Oh, wait a second. Yes. The Chicago, oh, the third NBA franchise. They were the third NBA franchise in the city after the Chicago Stags, who existed from 46 to 50, and then the Chicago Zephyrs, or the Chicago Packers, who were became the Washington Wizards. Yep. All right. Um, Yeah, uh, Bulls, definitely something to be said there for them. Uh, So, Matt... It's decision time. We've gone through all 30 NBA teams and we got to start narrowing it down. As we mentioned last week, we picked three Western conference teams. I'm not going to make you choose three Eastern conference teams because we got to narrow down these 15 here. Uh, And we're going to start in the Southeast, Matt. I'm going to name you five teams. You're going to have to pick one. Are you ready? The Atlanta Hawks, the Charlotte Hornets, the Miami Heat, the Orlando Magic and the Washington Wizards. I'm going with the magic. Let the magic happen. Wow. Be a magic. It, very, I, I thought you were going to go with the heat, but I think the magic is a good call. Yeah. Heat were, it was close. I, I has the, the hesitance that I, I gave at the, at the end there um, was definitely the uh, me like de- deliberating briefly between the heat and the magic. But at the end of the day, the magic strike me as like, because they've never won a championship. It's, it's uh-huh. enticing that like there's they just seem like they have they have a lot of potential and a lot of possibilities ahead. So you you don't you don't 
you don't want a team that's been very not necessarily. I, I would say it would be nice, but definitely not a not a uh, a, a requirement by any means. Well, speaking of success, Matt, let's look at the central uh, the central division here. I got five more teams: the Chicago Bulls, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Detroit Pistons, the Indiana Pacers, and the Milwaukee Bucks. I gotta go with. Okay, my, I'm narrowing it down. Uh-huh. Take two off the board. Yeah. Bucks and Bills, Bills, Bill Bulls, Bucks and Bulls. <laughs> The Bucks and Bulls are, are in or out? Uh, are the ones that are in. They're the ones that are. Yeah. Okay. Pistons and Pacers okay. are, and Cavs are gone. So take three off the board. Okay. Make that. Yep. Uh, and uh, between the Bulls and the Bucks, walk me through each one of them again. Where, where are their advantages to being a fan? What's an advantage uh, to being a fan of either one? Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, it's a small market team, so it's not something everybody's a fan of. Uh, they're getting good now, so it's a good time to get on board with the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, the downside is, uh, the, the name and mascot are kind of lame. I don't think Bucks is very exciting. Um, and at the same time, it might be a little bandwagony. Uh, in terms of the Chicago Bulls, obviously the rich history, I think it works in your favor that nobody's ever going to get mad at you for being a, a Chicago Bulls fan. Um, I think that's very common. Um, and I think it's a team with a, with a rich history you can feel good about. And you obviously have a history with the downside is they're bad and have no prospect of getting good anytime soon. Uh, okay. I got to go with my gut. I'm going to pick the bulls. I'm going to be a bulls fan here. We can eliminate the bucks. Um, Chicago I think bulls that's a good choice team coming out of the central. I give it the, I give the bulls the edge because, um, of just the previous history I do have with them playing as them. Every time I fired up my copy of NBA 95, 96 on the Super Nintendo. Um, and yeah, just the only, probably the first and only sports team that I ever had like merch from. Like I, like I had a Chicago Bulls t-shirt as a kid. So I'll go with, I'll just go with that for the childhood nostalgia. And it seems like nostalgia is really all this franchise has from what you're telling me. Which is sad. These days, certainly. And sometimes it's all we, uh, we have as well. So, Matt, the Atlantic Division, I think probably your toughest decision. This is going to be agonizing because there are a couple of really great teams in here. The Boston Celtics, the Brooklyn Nets, the New York Knicks, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Toronto Raptors. This is agonizing. Oh, boy. I, I, right off the bat, I think I'm going to eliminate the teams that are no surprises. Take Celtics off the board. Take Knicks off the board. Um, yep. leave the Toronto Raptors for now, leave the Nets for sure, and leave the Sixers. So those are our teams we have to we have to um, kind of wade through right now. Um, starting with the Sixers, I, personally, and I, I haven't I haven't grown roots yet into this fandom, so I'm not I'm not too deep in. I could always be plucked. But personally, my favorite team in the NBA right now, um, Philadelphia 76ers. I I like the uh, oh, I like the I like the theme song like I shared with you there before. I like the um, the the Philly fans are just just crazy. I think, like you said, though, I, it, it's all about how other people might perceive you in your fandom. If if they see you with the Sixers stuff on, they might think you're a little crazy and maybe going to rob them or something. Do the Sixers have that reputation, or is that just the Eagles and Flyers? I don't know. They're 
I don't think anyone outright hates them. I just think they're they're seen as a bust. I think that's that's really what it is. It, it's it's really seen as a failure of a so team may, these you'll, days. You'll, when they look at you, they'll see the process, and they'll see those years of failed. Uh, they're going to feel sad. Just for a failed you. rebuild. So all right, a lot of pity. Maybe a free beer or something. Okay. All right. Um, also, advantage is that they're the uh, the only the 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 uh, two other. There's only one other team I know besides the that are named after numbers. The the Forty ers So that's mm, plus. True. It's, a, it's definitely a bonus. Uh, uh, if you if you say yeah, so. Why not? Why is that not a bonus? I think that's kind of intriguing. Uh, but also, there are only two teams in sports we could come up with that are named after numbers. Maybe that's a negative. I think it's a unique. Makes them like kind of. Well, they mm. could, they could just pick a really generic name like the Philadelphia. But I will also say, Pirates I hate the fact that they're called, actually that would be a cool. It name. does drive it does drive me crazy though that the nickname is the Sixers and they drop the seven because you you don't call like the 49ers. The oh, nine, yeah, the Niners. the Niners. Yeah, I've heard that. That also sucks though because that's confusing. That just be the Sixers. Whatever. I'm overthinking <laughs> it. Um, Matt, what, what about the Nets and, right. and the yeah, Raptors? Yeah, let's talk here. about the Nets. Um, Brooklyn, I love the – I really love the fact that Brooklyn has a sports team. Sucks that they that Jersey had to lose their sports team in order for that to happen. But I love the I, – I happen to be a big fan of the Nets color scheme. I like the black and white kind of look that they have going, the aesthetic. It's very classic. I think, and and um, just very, very, it fits the minimalism, right? Like, I think that their logo and their aesthetic is probably like peak minimalism. Uh, them and the and the Portland Trailblazers, I think, both have extremely minimalistic logos. Uh, we didn't talk much about the recent success of the net. A lot of people say that they're a very, very much an up and coming team. I think we did mention that. They're, oh, they're going to be absolutely. They have some of the best players in the league at the moment. I mean, they, they're going to be incredibly good this year. Is the expectation? They're easily a team on the rise. Most projections have them in the finals right now with absolutely. the Lakers. So, uh, yeah, it's a team that's very easy to get to get high on and, and buy 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 high into. Um, I live in the area already, so that's that's a, a probably a nice bonus. I think if you interviewed most people on the street here would probably tell me they're Nets fans anyway, if they're fans of basketball at all. So, yeah, that's a lot of a lot of really bonus, really good, positive things. Um, what are some negative things about the Nets? Well, I mean, I, I'll, I'll sort of – I'll break down all three of those teams. And, and I think if you're looking for the safest choice, I think it's the Brooklyn Nets. Like, I don't think anyone's going to get mad at you for picking the Nets. They're going to be good. Their merch all looks good. You'll be fine with the Nets. I think the most fun, like, street cred guy high fives you pick is the Raptors. Because they're a team that's that's kind of cool. There's the Drake. There's the Canada. There's the Raptors name. I think that could be, like, a fun, interesting choice that doesn't stretch into, like, oh, that's crazy. Why would Matt root for them, you know? <laughs> I think the 76ers, personally, I think is a bad choice. Uh, and I realize you live very close to Philadelphia, but I just think it's not. I, I just, I just don't see the upside to the 76ers other than your personal affection for them. Uh, just in terms of just as like a generic team. Um, I just, they're, they're kind of all over the map. They haven't really won anything. 
Um, and yeah, so that that's my opinion. But I think I think all three would be fine. <sighs> this is a tough one. I mean, do you want to take two into the next round, Matt? I'll make an exception and let you take two into the next round if you'd like. Uh, I mean, I, I've got to, I've got to make the the cut eventually. True. I might regret this. I might regret this a lot. I think I'm going to cut. I think I'm gonna choose. Man, I mean, the big thing is pick a team. You're gonna, you're gonna. Again, when that box of Los Angeles Chargers gear showed up at my house, I had a certain feeling in my stomach, and I don't want you to have that feeling. So make sure it's a team you're gonna feel good rooting <laughs> on. Uh, I, I honestly, I, I don't, I wouldn't have that feeling with any of these three teams. The issue, though, is. I like I, I don't I don't feel like I've bought into the Nets as much. Like I'm I I had an I had a chance to to be a Nets fan a long time ago when I lived in New York um growing up and I didn't. I chose the Chicago Bulls. And now I feel like I, ha- I just haven't suffered enough as a fan to be to be like, "Oh, now I'm going to root for them this year and they're going to be great." It's such a generic team. Yeah. It's like it's like a default team it where is. it's just sort of like what what is there exciting about the Brooklyn I, well, Nets? Well, I hate the yeah, and I I hate the name. I don't like the name Nets. I I like I like that they play in Brooklyn, but the name Nets is for a for a team is just so painful. I I think yeah. honestly, I think if I picked any three of these teams, if I picked the Nets, I probably would regret it. Not be not because of 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 their ability, because I think they're probably the most likely to have success this year. I would regret it just based on who they are as a team. And I think I fundamentally believe that the team you pick should be one that you stick with through thick and thin. And I'm going to say that as I pan over here to my Giants, Saints, and Eagles pennants. Um, Well, the Saints are good. You should stick with these teams through thick and thin and definitely never betray them uh, and root for other teams instead. Uh, That being said – um, I think of these three, I might have to stick with the Sixers. I'm, I'm just okay. I'm into them. That's totally fine. I'm into them. I'm into the fandom. Like I said, the, the, the Raptors just won, and I missed their win. I missed their big championship. So the, the Sixers haven't won yet. They're the one that are, that are that's kind of still on the precipice. And whether they win this yep. year, yeah, they probably won't. But maybe sometime in the near future. And now I can kind of grow with them and level with the team. So I'm going Sixers. Well, Matt, they're going to move on to the next round, but now you have to take six down to one, which is going to be quite a challenge. You've got the 76ers, the Bulls, the Magic, the Jazz, the Clippers, and the Pelicans. Are we doing that tonight? Is that what we're doing? Absolutely, Matt. <laughs> I'm not hanging up this call. We're about to hit the two-hour mark, and I'm not hanging up this call well, until we say, pick you a goddamn NBA team. What if? We let the viewers decide. Oh, actually, I first of all, you know, Matt, you have if I had a dollar for every time on the show, you pitched, let the fans do X. And then I remind you, we don't have any. (laughs) Um, But I actually have an incredibly fun crossover idea because word on the street is you might be joining us over on Dope Panic. I've got it in the calendar. I've got it on the calendar. I'm joining. I'm in. And maybe 
maybe we could use some outside help okay. to help pick you a team. And when I think of basketball NBA super fans, yeah. I think of Colby and Definitely. Dayton. These are, these are ball and experts. They know, they know b-ball up and down, backwards and forwards. I mean, they're always out on the streets. Always. Always. You know? That's why they never play game and nights too, with us anymore. They're too busy being basketball stars. Well, and as two people who I'm pretty sure don't have NBA teams, they'll be great neutral observers to help us choose. They're just students of the game. They are, Matt. <laughs> and so, wow. We, we made everyone listen to two hours of us debate, and we're not picking a team. And we're going to make them listen to a different that's, podcast. That's to find what you call out. a bait and switch. But so rude. It's, it's going to be beneficial in the end because maybe they'll discover uh, Don't Panic and it'll become their new favorite podcast. Well, what I what I will promise, folks, what I will do is that episode of Don't Panic we tape on Monday. I will put it in the up for debate feed. So you won't have to go over to Don't Panic. Try out Don't Panic. It'll be in our feed. You'll get the answers. It'll be a lot of fun. Check that out. We'll tape that on Monday over at don'tpanic.io. But Matt, as we cross the two-hour mark, we're done. We've gone through all 30 teams. I hope this exercise ends up working out well, and I hope you learned more about the National Basketball I did. I learned a really solid amount of uh, – there's a lot of similarities and parallels, I realize, between NBA and, and other sports that I wasn't aware of. And I feel like I'm, I'm definitely ready. I'm ready to watch this new season of, of basketball up ahead absolutely Matt. i think it was a slam dunk experience so uh what a treat i hope everyone heads over to up for debate.tv uh and checks out some of our past episodes um as we make it through the holidays here and then joins us next time as we break down uh all of the details and pick matt a new team how exciting and of course stay with us and subscribe wherever you get podcasts we got a lot of exciting stuff coming up matt um, as folks know, January into February is our big Super Bowl prop bets uh, are going to be coming up. I think that's going to be always uh, one of our favorites. And then, Matt, we haven't discussed it yet, but we may or may not have a return of March Madness. Mm. We, we, we got to think about it's, that. It's could could be an interesting yeah, it's, one. It's definitely coming up. It'll be it'll be here before you know it. Uh, I'll start. I'll start the preparations. So, Absolutely. You're going to want to stay with us right here, but we got to wrap it for tonight. So on behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks for joining us as always. We'll see you next time for another episode of Up This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.